he would be an obvious upgrade over Kenny Pickett. I even, like, I would be cautiously optimistic that maybe they would pull the best version of Justin Fields out of him and that that guy might end up making them a very interesting team. Like, you'd go into games maybe against a Mahomes or an Allen offensively feeling like there was a puncher's chance to actually stay with them. But doesn't it make more sense to, at the very least, consider what Justin Fields has actually done in the NFL? Isn't that evaluation more relevant than what he ultimately was pre-draft? I would say it is. Yeah, I, I think you're right, but don't you... Well, here's why I think the Steelers still go back to that. Like, they think if they get that player in their system or in their building or in their uh, culture... That it'll work. That it's going to mm. get what they... Th- well, that's thought the, of the player yes. before that's arrogant, he went to though. this other. Oh, sure, of course. That, and that's where I think their arrogance blinds them sometimes because maybe if they, but, you know what, if you're a team like Kansas City and you're trying to fill in parts around Mahomes with like role players, I think you can realistically say that about it. But for the purpose of this discussion, the fact that we know and that the biggest insider in the NFL is willing to say on a much watched and much listened to show, Tomlin, and he didn't say it past tense. He didn't say he liked Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State. Currently. He said he likes him a lot. Mm-hmm. Hasn't the, the flame has not extinguished for Justin Fields with Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Schefter's doing any of this accidentally. I also think McAfee is a show they desperately, as a network, want to be a big show and want it to succeed. And so I think from when you're getting that from Schefter right there, you're probably getting him pulling fewer punches and being very transparent. And, and here's why I think that there's still a chance of this happening. Even though we, even though Rooney seemed to want to poo-poo them doing anything aggressive or huge at the quarterback position when he did his media tour last week, mm-hmm. he wanted to make sure he got that. Let me clarify what I told Pompiani. I'm of the belief that for the most part, what Tomlin wants, Tomlin gets within reason. And there are obviously exceptions, and there are some checks and balances within the Steelers organization. By and large, they... They impart and give their head coach so much power and so much authority that I think the vast majority of the time, if Tomlin is set on something, they're going to try to make it happen. Now, maybe there are constraints and they're not always going to move heaven and earth per se, but they'll do what he wants. And the fact that here comes a guy that he thought was a franchise quarterback, an elite quarterback, I think had him rated higher than Kenny, and now he's available? And he's already talked about how he wants competition. Well, there wouldn't I, be comp, but that would not be competition. We'd I know, be bringing but, in, fields into be the but man. Mike would have the competition, iron sharpens iron thing. He'd fall back on that, even though he w- would go into it with the assumption and with the belief that Fields was going to be his quarterback and so something you, horrendous or catastrophic so would you have say, to happen. For that to change, yes. So you say that Mike, generally, in your opinion and understanding of things as they are over there, gets what he wants. Yeah. But I also do think... Like, sometimes there's, like, like uh, Rooney stepping in and getting rid of I think Canada Art helps, would be an exception. I think Art helps step in and make the Kenny pick. And I think Art, because of his family's history with pit quarterbacks who they feel they should have taken, Reed, Dan Marino, this might be one of those times where Art is more invested in giving Kenny Pickett one more chance before he gets known as, in his mind, I don't think this would be the case, the guy who gave up on Kenny too early. I think this could be an area where Art steps in and is a little bit uh, hesitant to do that kind of a deal. I, I don't think you're wrong about that, but I but I think you could twist his arm and persuade him that going with Fields isn't necessarily 
giving up on Kenny. Because Pickett still has two guaranteed years on his contract. Fields only has one. And it's not going to probably take a first-round pick to get Fields. And you could you could make an argument, hey, uh, our, why don't we try to have it both ways here and have both of these young quarterbacks on our roster and just let the best You know why win. I don't like and that? And if Fields doesn't play well this year, well, then we still have Kenny on the back burner for 2025. Do you know why I don't like that? One, it's just – it's almost defeatist by its very nature as an argument you'd have to make in favor of keeping them both around. Two, say Fields does, disaster scenario is he just isn't good here and it just looks like maybe he's a bust. Then you're going back to Pickett after you have benched him for a year on his last year trying to figure out what he is – when most people, I think, on the outside already feel like it's pretty obvious what he is and that's not good enough, and you are just continuing to kick the can down the road with finding a new quarterback. Yeah, the I don't only, know. I don't know. If, I don't know if they'd ever go back to Kenny in that situation. But you, you would try to. But that's you such would a try weird to way pers- to try to persuade Art. Though. Well, you, what else do you come up with, Chris? I mean, if 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 Tomlin gets it in his head that he wants Fields and he's never going to get another opportunity to get Fields, and he's getting tired of. Uh, just having winning seasons and not having much to show for it, and he gets pissed off that people in this town like us criticize him for not winning playoff games and just having decent records. Like, he he knows the same, there's the same elephant in the room with him that we just talked about. I guarantee you, I don't know if it happened today, but don't you think they have to be having conversations about where they are relative to what the Chiefs are they doing? Better. How do we ch- How better. do we close the gap? Well, here's a quarterback that is very, very talented that is available only because the team that drafted him has fallen into the first overall pick. And thinks there's a more talented guy out there yeah. for him. Yeah, otherwise they wouldn't be getting rid of Fields. No, they'd be trying to make it work. They'd be continuing to build around him with their extra draft I picks. Just, I do think the best argument for almost saying we're going to maintain both of them, even if you never intend on Pickett getting the job back, is if Fields stinks and then you have Pickett for one more year, I don't think you'd be... Like next year's quarterback class, not this this one right now. We know what it is. Apparently, the 2025 class is seen as pretty weak on paper right now. So, like that one year, maybe you wouldn't feel like you were missing out. And maybe if Kenny goes back in there, you're you know then you're setting yourself up to get one. But so I guess you know what I'm trying to articulate and haven't done a great job of it. So much of what you're talking about, I understand it's about Fields, who does have that ceiling that that tempts you. But man, I keep coming back to what does either guy matter? Either does Rooney or Tomlin getting their way in this matter? Does Justin Fields really make that much of a difference? I think all we're doing is betting on hope. 412-928-9370 is the Edgar Steiner Associates fan text line. Adam Schefter saying on Pat McAfee's show just a little while ago that Mike Tomlin likes Justin Fields, and the Steelers are going to add another quarterback. Are you hoping Fields to the Steelers happens? 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Here is Tim on the fan. Hello, Tim. Tim, how you doing? Hey. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, not not to be funny, but why do we always do that? Why do we always want somebody that somebody else doesn't want? You know, he liked Trubisky. He liked Pickett. He, you know what I mean? I'm, 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 build through the draft. That's what I think, anyhow. So you don't, so, so you're not a fan of like quarterbacks getting better with a change of scenery at all? Well, we tried that with Trubisky. It didn't work. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying Trubisky. I'm. You know, he was a number two draft pick. Somebody liked him. Yep. Lots of people liked him. Yep. I'm, I'm just. I'm not saying. I don't know. I'm. I'm you know, 
Why are we Why are we dumpster diving through another team's trash? Even if Pony's right, they wouldn't be trading him if they if they didn't have the number one overall pick. I'm a little bit with you, Tim, and that goes back to what I said earlier here about it is frustrating to me to some degree that they let their college evaluation of a player supersede what the player has so far shown in the pros. In terms of guys who have been given up on currently in the NFL among the quarterback ranks by the team that drafted them who are good right now for the next team, Goff on the Lions, for sure. I mean given up on, not like like Rodgers doesn't count if yeah, he comes back healthy. Goff, for sure. Mayfield had a good year. Yep, He's been given up on multiple Geno times. Smith. And Geno Smith, are there any others I'm blatantly missing? Who were I'm straight up given up on? No, not that I can think of. I mean, if you want historical examples, no, no, no like, I just want like modern no, I, day. I, I know, but I'm just like to his point. I mean, look at Brett Favre and look at Steve Young as examples of guys who needed that second team or that other opportunity in order to become. I mean, in Young's great case, players. isn't it almost he's blocked by Joe Montana? I know he's in Tampa Bay to start. That's but. what I mean. I mean that that like I think Fields has been a has been a round peg in a. In a square, square hole, a square peg in a round hole, or however the hell you say it, for a few years in Chicago. And so I, I'd, I'd want to roll the dice with something. I'm not here to say it's absolutely going to work because I don't feel that way. But I think it beats status quo. So that's Schefter. Brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Peter, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. A lot of people want to talk about what Adam Schefter said about Justin Fields and the Steelers. A lot of people don't want to talk about the Nickelodeon game because I don't think – I think we're such a big football town. I think parents demand out of their kids. We ain't watching some cartoon broadcast. We're watching the real thing. You're a young kid. You're playing Mike football or Pop Warner. You're gonna, we're going to make you watch the real thing. We're not making it this Our boss, Craig Riley, begs broadcast. to differ. Craig – a couple minutes ago when he heard us. So You're not quick. supposed to read that. That was just for privacy. That's just a, that's internal. You sure about that? Did, did he give you permission? Uh, You're not supposed to read text messages unless you get permission from somebody directly. You can get in trouble with that. With, Craig, with, do uh, I have your permission? Yes, you do, Chris. Uh, he just said he watches the Nickelodeon broadcast because it's a way for him to still watch the game while his kids are happy. I guarantee you he didn't watch it last night. He's saying he does watch them, though. You said he yeah. watched the Toy Story broadcast. Yeah, yeah, okay, you roll that out for Jaguars and Falcons what in if, October. He's not – the Super Bowl means so much to Craig as a obsessive-compulsive gambler and, and our the Super Bowl, fearless leader. No, 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 the Super Bowl doesn't mean much to him as an obsessive-compulsive gambler. Like, Utah Valley versus New Jersey Institute I'm, of Technology means a lot to him. I know, but he's still so into it and so anal about everything that he doesn't want to miss a moment – that comes from Romo or comes from one of the big broadcasters because he was watching SpongeBob SquarePants what if, do play-by-play. What if we found out that Tomlin liked Trubisky so much because he was impressed with his poise during uh, on the way to becoming the MVP, the Nickelodeon Valuable Player? What was that? Mitch Trubisky has an MVP award. He is a Nickelodeon Valuable it was Player. The, uh, the second time they made yep. the playoffs. Oddly enough, they lost the game, and he was named yeah, he, the Nickelodeon Valuable Player. Was it against the Saints? Yes. Uh, Pony, that tweet very, he very, out, very, very rare. That tweet that he sent out about kissing boobs didn't disqualify him from that. No, award. I, I don't think any of. The, I don't <laughs> think they tried to make a big deal out of that one on on the air. By the way, I have a nice hypothetical, Donnie, for little Stella. Pony says she'll want to watch like the regular broadcast. What if she tells Dad over here, I can't watch Tony Romo. He steps on all of Nance's calls. See, I'd respect that if that happened. Throw on the MVP game where you know that Noah Eagle isn't getting stepped on by Squidward. 
Uh, let's get some calls in here. Let's go to Austin first. Hello, Austin. You're on the fan. Thanks. Uh, for the record, I would gladly watch Nickelodeon over Tony Romo again. So, <laughs> Wait, you watched Nickelodeon um, last night? No, he would gra- oh. gladly watch it over. Yeah I, I, yeah, I didn't because I wasn't at my house. I did suggest it, but uh, nobody seemed to take me up on that offer. But uh, anywho, um, things I took away, and I think we would all agree, as someone mentioned earlier, the 49ers roster was stacked. I think if you have three key things, you can win the championship in this league. Strength in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Your draft picks, I think of Rice and Pacheco and Sneed, and that whole defense is loaded with rookie contracts. Mm-hmm. Is uh, McDuffie still close to a rookie play. deal? Yeah, he is. Yeah, McDuffie's and great, What's the too. last one, Austin? So the last one was quarterback play, and it kind of brings me the obvious one, but it brings me to my next point. After watching that game, I still can't tell what exactly Brock Purdy is. Um, it feels kind of mock to call him average because I think he's better than average, but at the same time, so I, some of the throws, I think he overthrew Debo Samuel twice and misfired uh, on a uh, shot in the end zone to Ayuk. It just seems like some of those throws um, could have been better. I don't think he gave him a chance, but I, I come away from that game, and I'm not blaming him whatsoever. I mean, not not at all. I think he played good, but I don't know if he played great. Austin, I still am kind of uh, unsold on Brock Purdy. Austin, two things in my Purdy evaluation – I think that both sides of the Purdy debate, uh, he's way overrated or he's way underrated, can't really come out and plant their flag after that game. I think the thing we found out about Brock Purdy very definitively was he is not Patrick Mahomes, and that's like the difference-making factor here. Not that anyone didn't already know that, but like, I just think you saw, let me put it this way, you saw the disparity between the best guy in the league and a guy people are debating right now. And it was, if Patrick Mahomes is the Niners' quarterback in that game, Pony, how much do they win by? Do they win by 40? No, they don't win by 40, 30? but they win by double digits. I Eric, mean, it's a blowout, I Eric think. is next. Hello, Eric. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, we're hey. good. Hey, uh, is it, are you guys sick of talking about the overtime rules yet? Why? Is that what you want to bring up? Eric, I'm not familiar yeah. with those. Just like the Niners players, I have no idea. Well, I don't want to uh, uh, say that you guys don't know the rules. Did, did either of you guys read the rules for the overtime? Before the game, no. Yeah, I neither did I. Who the hell would? But did you look at it since then? Uh, I like breezed through them. I don't know like what you're looking for here, but I didn't like read them okay. line All for right. line or word for word. Why? What's up? All right. Well, from the way the referees described it and the way the rules say it is, they're starting a new game. It's not a. So, the game ends if after the first period both teams have a possession and one team is ahead of the other. Mm-hmm. So clearly that didn't happen. So everybody was freaking out about how the the Niner or the uh, the Chiefs weren't paying attention to the clock at the end of the quote unquote first uh, yeah. overtime. Yeah. But it it, it was going to continue on right. regardless because right. they didn't have. It. So then the other thing which just struck me was the when, when you read the rules it it sounds like if you start another period you finish that period and whoever's ahead wins and if not then you play a third period. So I thought there was still a couple seconds on the clock when the Chiefs scored that touchdown. No, 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 no. See that? So yeah, there was, but but they scored the touchdown right. on their first possession, and the other team scored the field goal. That's yes. why the game ended. Exactly. You don't play like the full ten minute of overtime. Well, but it's not. It, it wasn't. It would this the playoff overtime is supposed to be a full period of fifteen minutes. No, it's minutes. not. No, no, it's, it's still, not. No, the only no, playoff change they have made, Eric, Eric is you both get a the, possession. The now. ref said it. If if there was a pick six on the first play, the game's over. 
Because in that okay. in that situation, both teams would have possessed the ball, and a team would have scored a touchdown ball game if it happens that way. So I don't get in the weeds here on some of this stuff, but I guess that's all right. Because it was confusing, and I don't think that CBS did a great job well, of Romo, clarifying Romo a lot of those just things. Stapling it onto the, so Romo's stapling it onto the end. When here, here's like the context clue. The Chiefs were clearly not in a hurry there. So contextually, you have to know if you're a viewer. Well, it's obvious they're not like yeah. ignorant of the clock. But Romo hurriedly like pointed, this won't end the game, Jim. If they let the clock get to double zeros, we're going to keep going into double overtime. Like was almost overkill and hastily added on there. All right. You can follow us on Twitter. Brought to you by South Hills, uh, South Hills Key and Peters Township. More of your calls on what Adam Schefter said about the Steelers and Justin Fields. More of your thoughts on Super Bowl 58 at 412-928-9370. I told you guys we would not take a call from someone who actually watched the game on Nickelodeon. All right, it is time for Donnie Football's Game Balls. Super Bowl 58 edition, and they are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. <laughs> Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. We'll start out by giving one to a losing player because this guy does deserve it. Made a little bit of history last night. Uh, Jawan Jennings, he would have been the MVP, I think, without question if San Francisco won the game, you think, right? Yes, I think he would have been the only choice. McCaffrey uh, fumbled. Threw Purdy. for a touchdown and caught a touchdown. He would have, and he would have been the easy pick. I mean, maybe if Purdy had done something... Spectacular and Ball overtime. Ball Z on the last drive. Purdy has like a 70-yard touchdown scramble to win the game. Yeah, maybe. I would say Juwan Jennings would have won it. Yeah, uh, first. Throw one, catch one. Yeah, first passing touchdown by a receiver in a Super Bowl since Antoine Randall. Also the first player to have a passing touchdown and receiving touchdown since Nick Foles. I love Jennings. Against the Patriots. He's a restricted free agent, so he's not going anywhere. But if he were an unrestricted free agent, I would advise... The Steelers picking him him up. He is, from what I've seen and heard, they're saying he's the best blocking receiver since Heinz Ward. Big dude, too. 6'3", 215. Heinz was 6 feet, 200 pounds, and very famously was never given a chance to be anything. And was a college uh, or high school quarterback just like uh, Jennings. What's, what's the right number for a guy like Jawan Jennings? All of t- he, His two touchdowns accounted for yesterday. That's as many touchdowns as he's had in the last two seasons combined. I think he's probably like an eight or nine million dollar player. You're paying about, I don't know, several hundred thousand dollars a catch then? Yeah, but I think some of that is the, like, look at the other guys in that offense. No, I understand that. I think it's a little bit of a projection. That's all. No doubt. So number one goes to a loser. That's okay. Juwan Jennings. Richly I mean, deserved. I, I, I never the Donnie really, Football really, Game Balls Chuck Howley Award. I, I I never really order these any particular. Oh, way. I I have them in strict order, and we come back and talk about them in the back when you're not there. <laughs> See, I always think the I always think the first name is in, number one or is number the bronze three. medal guy for Donnie. Uh, that's yeah, that is how I typically look at it. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I, I wasn't sure you saying number one. Number one is really number three. When you say number one, we say that's that's number three. All okay, right, so the, the next one, if we want to say the silver medalist yes, on this you. one. You're going to like this one. Tommy Townsend, the we, Chiefs oh, punter. great hold. The Chiefs punter. He had a hold that, given the way the game ended, 
that has to be one of the best holding jobs on a field goal in league history. I agree with that. It was, a, it, it was terrific. It was a record-long field goal. The snap was bad. It was high. It was, I mean, it was a fast snap, a hard snap, but it was high and inside. He got it down and got the laces spun. And then 57-yarder from Butker. And then Butker, the hit like a, Butker hit like a three-wood there. That ball never got like above yeah. halfway up the uprights, and he just just hit like a stinger like Tiger Woods would. And also just very consistent when it came to, to punting the football as well, able to flip the field. I can't I mean, imagine I thought, Presley Harvin showing out in this situation, and he's allegedly the best holder in football. Oh, yeah, yeah. His, his hold would have, would have come up big last night. You know what? The way that game transpired is one of those arguments for why you better get a new punter because Harvin easily had games bad enough to lose a team a game like that yesterday if he's on either squad. I thought both punters were really good. I mean, maybe it's just because this like we're used to watching Harvin. Yeah, definitely part I of it. I just felt like both guys were really good. Seen and then Tory the Taylor from Iowa, by the way, pop up in a lot of Steelers. Uh, Don't draft box. one. Do not draft one. Okay. You made the mistake last time. What were you going to say? I, I, mean, was... I, I just thought the hold whenever it happened, sure. I like made sure oh, to like, make note of it. I'm that's like... why the Steelers love Harvin, because he's a, quote, elite holder, in their opinion. They feel like he would have gotten the ball down there in that situation as well for Boswell. That yeah. justifies all the crappy-ass punts we see from him, from him oh, yes. every week. And right. then gold medalist here. Number Mahomes. one, the balls. He he, he had he had the, the interception. Ball goes to him. The interception was was the rare time in a playoff game where I thought this guy might actually lose. And the 49ers needed to capitalize on that. If they get a touchdown there, I think they end up winning the game. That was their that was their opening. That was their opportunity right there. But he and still they did nothing with it. He still had uh, just under 400 total yards by by himself. He threw for like 333. He ran for. 65, I want to say, 66. So I'm going to give him credit for something. Uh, Romo said this on the broadcast, and I do think Tony has, like, moments of clarity where I wish they would actually sometimes follow up with, like, actually showing the picture of what Tony was clearly seeing. He had a chance on that game-winning drive to go deep, to air one out, and Romo, he, th he checked it down instead, right? And Romo just goes, great decision by him. I think if he chucks that ball, they lose the game and it's intercepted. And I, they never showed, like, what he was looking at down the field. I'm going to have to go back and watch. But you know what was amazing about him this whole, really, this whole season, but especially this playoff run? Count on, tell me how many just obvious, jaw-dropping, spectacular plays, the kind he became known for, he made, that, like, stick out in your head. The throw yesterday, the 52-yarder. He played smart. Yeah. But that's it, was like a, it was like a Brady Super Bowl. But, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like he's a chameleon out there. You expect the the absurd, right? Like, to beat the 49ers the first time, there was that crazy throw to Hill on third down when the game had a chance to be a blowout that turned the whole thing. Yep. All he did yesterday was just take off running on a couple keepers, just do the right thing at the right time. There's, there is just there is no consistent, reliable way to beat him other than to basically have a guy in Burroughs' class of player and have your defensive coordinator call a masterpiece against him. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, the the the, the read option with the game on the line was superb. And they all never the run around. read option. So he's even doing that stuff. Yeah, it, it's fourth down. It's like you got to get it or the game's over because it was overtime at that point. Yeah. There was like never a doubt. It's crazy, man. He, he's just, he is, he's demoralizing too.